And my very last match will be Revolution 2024. One more key, one more key thing that you guys all need to know. The only thing for sure about Sting is my retirement, Revolution 2024, is for sure. In this ring, in that locker room, is the best damn group of individuals and professional wrestlers I've ever seen! You people never let it go. These people grew up watching it and never let it go. And it's never going away because those chants are going to ring in arenas around the world forever because TNA Wrestling were Actually, that's not even fucking true. Oh my god, I am not back and better than ever. I'm back, but oh my god, my phone is hanging on by a thread. I don't even know how we're doing this show today, man. Hey, I'm the Professor Mark Fantasia. I'm back here at the top of wrestling, baby. And that's on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon, Music Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and as even you said last week, the X. And uh, hey, we have a lot we're gonna be talking about today. Uh some big news actually and i feel like there's a uh third competing company that just may be doing better than uh aew in my opinion but we got bringing to the table we got the monday night wars we even have a movie of the week and uh that little guy no nah, I, I i wouldn't worry about that little guy <laughs> but odm what's up brother Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. You're going to have to put that music in there. What is that, welcome back, Cotter? Hell yeah, man. I thought so. I don't know, it was kind of a different rendition. I was going to say, yeah don't, don't, yeah, don't go based off of my singing, you know, that's not really a good indicator. Well, man, I'm, you were on your shit, not only today with your, your singing, but man, oh man, you were on your game last week. So... Kayfabe, pal. There's a lot of new things going on for this show. Uh, for the first time in what, over f- four or five years now while doing this show, however long, uh, we've changed recording days, man. <laughs> I know. And, it, and 
It's going to be a little bit different for us, a little more of a rush, if you know what that means, because, you know, let's, we used to do Mondays, and now you know what we're talking about. But it's, it helps, right? We get to talk a little bit about Raw if anything decent ever happens. Yeah, but, uh Last week, I traveled myself from Oregon to California. Took the whole week off from work, by the way. And uh, <laughs> I got a great story about that. Remind me to tell you on the break about a, a good work story. I'm not sure if I should go public. So anyway, <laughs> uh, I took the whole week off, and I said to you, man, please let me know when you post the show. I want to listen. I was really hoping to listen on the drive. But we made it to our place in time where I was able to listen to it basically launch day. And as we all know, I don't live in a van down by the river, but I definitely live in an RV traveling around the world. <laughs> Cooking and, and I basically convinced this senior mobile home park to let us use their spot for three months so we could hang here for a little bit. So I am throwing the pods in. Chicken nuggies are already in the system. Let's walk around. Let's listen to ODM. And are you kidding me? Wheezy? <laughs> we have a co-host this week? I was like, okay, all right. I'm, I'm kind of into this already. That was pretty quick. And just look at man. You guys nailed it. I thought it was a great show. I was laughing. The funny part is I'm walking around this park, and I got myself lost on my first night walking all over the <laughs> fucking place while listening to this. Now when I see it in daylight, I'm like, how the fuck did you? Ah, nuggets. Nuggets. But, but dude, I was like out loud popping. And I, I took some notes here, okay? I had to keep writing things in my phone. Um, here's a couple of them. First, I, I laughed. Well, actually, I'm going to back up. I'm going to give. Uh, you, did you guys mention the Juice Robinson quarters bit, right? Yes, yes. Okay. And you said it's not a good time to do it. And. Wheezy, just like with without even failing and not even in a joking way, it's like it's really never a good time to to do anti, right, uh, right, you know, right. And I was like, I was like, he's he sounds good. I liked listening to him, man. Like he fit in with me and you. And I texted you on the side. I said, oh, the trio needs to do a show. Oh, yeah. this is gonna be fun. Yeah, a little side, a little quick side note. Uh, you know, his vocals were a little low. Uh, I used a new method, and we can talk about the specifics of that offline, but uh, maybe he needs to get a little closer to the mic, maybe enunciate a little more, get, get his voice to boom a little bit. So I had a little trouble with that, but other than that, you're absolutely right. Um, I think the Were you segments, having some beers? I mean, come on. I, I referenced it, the fact that there was a, free, a fridge right behind <laughs> me like eight times. It, no, my point is, you're like, he needs to enunciate. I'm like, ah, it's, he's not ready to realize that people no, are going to hear we, everything. We started <laughs> when everybody was at a nice even keel by, you know, halfway through Raw. It was a different story altogether. <laughs> the Dale Jr. And if you know, don't know who he is, go fuck yourself. I laughed at yep. that. I, I thought that was hysterical. Uh, he did have another good one. Uh, well, well, first, I did like yours. Donatello is the lamest Ninja Turtle. <laughs> now, let me ask you, if I'm not mistaken, now, I, I was never a very huge uh, Ninja Turtles fan, but I definitely watched the first two movies back Obviously, in the vanilla, 90s. Vanilla Ice is in one of them, so I know you did. Well, no, that wasn't even... Well, Kevin Nash was in the second one, That's Secret true. of the Ooze. Yep. Um, I actually just... Lo who's the, the guy with the long hair? Uh, 
it that's becomes their friend and helps out April. I can't uh, remember Casey Jones in real life. Oh, the actor's name? I have no fucking clue. Ah, all right. Well, he's in a lot of shit, and I've seen him. Either way, loved that very first movie. Is Donatello the one that's always walking around pissing and moaning? No, I don't think so. Or was that Raphael? Uh, That was probably Raphael. Uh, You know, here's the best thing. It turned into a discussion. I just made an off-collar comment, and... Mike fucking breaks it down like, yeah, but, you know, he's like the nerdy one because he's the one that's always assessing the threats and, like, giving all the information. I'm like, holy shit, I never really thought about it that way. It turned into, like, an actual conversation. I was like, wow. That's why I'm like, it was just a totally different show, but I liked it. Uh, Here's something fun. Do you guys realize you never mentioned once what we were uh, listening to a watch-along of? I had to figure out that it was raw for like after two minutes. Hmm. I thought <laughs> I thought I said it when I said the top topic. Let's watch raw. Huh. Oh, right before the gong hits. Yeah. Oh, then I missed that there. Yeah, okay. I did say okay. It, yeah. Then that was on me. Okay, I missed it. Um, seven's the number. <laughs> that was a good one. I like that. Is that uh something about Mary? Right. Yes. The, yeah, we use it. He uses it all the time. I live like he like the first day I moved into this house because he's right down the road from me. He goes, dude, it's a seven minute drive. It's a seven minute drive. So if like he's around and you and you like you come in and you're like, Mike, how far is it from your house? And I'm like, yeah, it's about ten minutes. He's like, no, it's fucking seven minutes. <laughs> he will not, and I actually said it to my brother once. My brother came in and he he prompted him and he did. He's like, no, it's fucking seven. <laughs> Nobody does. Nobody wants to do a six-minute work. You can't even get sweating that way. Coming to my office because you're fucking, <laughs> you're fucking fired. Fu- <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna stop over here and piss. You wait me if I'm wait more than seven minutes. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, the Steiner impersonation with Soul Glow was oh fantastic. My God. So great. Um, Wheezy calling the win. That was yeah. just outstanding. I, I couldn't believe that. Um, but my absolute favorite line, and that dirty bitch deep throats it. (laughs) (laughs) I told you I had to do things to make you pop. (laughs) Again, walking around a senior 55 plus park being like, (laughs) (laughs) one of my favorite, one of my favorite things was that was the intro. Good wrestling day. My ass. Oh, which is great from the week before. It was subtle, man. Uh, the logo, fantastic. Because <laughs> I did a missing in action type one of you uh, on a milk carton. Yep. And you took it to Terminator 2. That we, was impressive. And we just talked about it, too. I know. I'm just in shock. It was, look at man, kudos to you both. Hopefully we all have a, a, a trios conversation one day, or maybe we do a watch along at the same time of something big. Absolutely. Maybe Punk's return at Survivor Series. <laughs> if we're lucky. Uh, I do want to touch on something that you did touch on last week, which is The Iron Claw, the new movie coming out about the Von Erich family. Uh, you mentioned it and you know talked about the Von Erich family. A, I'm very curious to see how far they go in depth for each one. Do we get all the way to Carrie's death, or is it right. uh, only so many of them? Uh, it's clear that we're going to get that he's losing his leg, I'm pretty sure, uh, looking at it, because of they show the motorcycle, right. him riding, he says, I'm, I'm out of control. Right. Um, I need to tell you this. 
between that thing dropping, that I think that that trailer dropped probably the same day our show did, and then I was off for a whole week. So it's been two weeks nearly since it's uh, come out, or well, that would be correct, two weeks. Easily, every chance I got while you know chilling on my on my own after uh, driving the RV, watch that. I, I kept watching it over and over. I've probably watched that trailer fifteen times now. No, no lie. Damn. Um, it just I'm so, I'm into it. I like it. Um, low key, this is kind of one of those. Uh, uh, what was the thing we said? Uh, guilty pleasures. Um, weird low key. I guess Zach Efron movie guy because it's like all the movies I tend to like he's in. I'm not saying I follow him along, but I'm like, well, fuck, I guess it's something about him being in some of these, not Baywatch that, you know what I mean? But some of his other serious ones, I think this has a lot of potential and I'm a fan of Jeremy Allen white from being in shameless as well as the bear. He got jacked up. Oh yeah. Uh, Efron got jacked up. They both look just fucking huge. Not familiar with the other guys, the other ones that are playing the parts. Um, but it's funny. You see Flair in the trailer. You see, uh, no, not the real one, but, you know, someone portraying him. Right. Uh, the fabulous Freebirds. Just yeah. everything. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be pretty big. Yeah. So I, I, I'm very, very excited to see this. I'm definitely going out opening day without a doubt. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I don't know if I'll see it opening day, but I definitely want to check this out. And in the theaters, who's Zach Efron playing again? Which brother? Uh, Kevin? Is Kevin the one that's alive? Kevin, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's focusing yep. around Kevin, basically. And um, Jesus, does Fritz look like Fritz? Bro, they nailed Fritz. I thought it was him. I thought they raised him for the dead or fucking Tupac hologrammed his ass for a second there. Yeah, it was fucking You got to be honest... I think Jeremy Allen White did a. Uh, I think he's a good cast too. For oh, Carrie. he looks no, he yeah. looks almost just like Carrie. Um, yeah, yeah. They Efron, and you know it, what's what's weird for me with Efron is I and I my wife had to fill me in on this, but his jaw is definitely different. It looks like he had an injection. He's like, well, no, I fell and hit my face, and this is just kind of how it formed afterwards. Oh yeah, go okay. fuck yourself. <laughs> Get yeah. the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I I could see that shit a mile away. That's like saying that, you know, who is it? Goldie Hawn has never had any work done. Yeah, right. Jesus. Um, so, but I am very, very, I think he's going to play the part very well. I think they're, I think it's set to be a really, really good movie. But it's like, how do you put decades of tragedy into, which is probably at best a two hours and 15 minute movie. I can't imagine it going longer in theaters. Yeah. I, yeah. That's going to be an interesting one. And I mean, here's the thing. I don't even think that all happened over a decade. I think that's the fucked up thing. Probably happened over like a five year period, but I mean, a lot of it's going to be David, oh. pers- David's perspective or Kevin's perspective. I'm sorry. So it'll be interesting to see how it happens. Another thing they showed in the trailer was uh, David's funeral. Um, so yeah, you know, so yeah, I mean, it's going to be, I, yeah, I think it has the potential to be great. And just based on what I saw in the trailer, looks pretty good. Yeah. It's, uh, I can't wait, man. I'm very excited for that one. I'm like, it's very little things that are going to get me out of the house to go see something in the theater. Normally I'm like, I'll wait a month and find it on my own street and stuff. But now this one, I'm like, I have to go. It looks really good. It's, it's funny that you said that to get you out of the house to see a movie. I've seen, like, two movies in the last, like, two weeks. We went and saw Exorcist Believer, 
meh. Mm-hmm. Meh. The trailer was more exciting Good to than know. the movie itself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, last night we went and saw they re-released Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds for one night only. Really? So we went and saw that. So that was kind of cool. It's funny you say that. We've seen two in recent memory as well. We went to go see that No Hard Feeling. No, not No Hard Feelings. Uh, the dogs. The Strays one. The dogs yeah, thing. Yeah, but yeah. also the uh, campground that we were at had a movie theater nearby. And for five bucks, we went and watched Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, no shit. Yeah, which is cool because I never actually saw that in the theater. Right. It was cool. We were happy with it. Nice. Um, yeah, so, um, fuck. Oh, I forgot. We do wrestling on the show. Oh, yeah. I uh, <laughs> Look at man. You know what else is back besides us talking about wrestling and me? TNA. Yeah. Total nonstop action is back. And a huge way to do it. Um, at the end of Bound for Glory, which is their biggest event of the year, WrestleMania, they call it. Or they don't call it that, but that, they say it is their biggest <laughs> right. event of the year. Um and Scott D'Amori closes out the show after the main event. And, man, if you have not seen the promo, I know I put some of it up here at the beginning of the show, but if you haven't seen it, it was emotional. And some of the guys that were in the ring were there day one. So, Mm -hmm. look, I don't want to, you know, I know I said it earlier, there's a third company in the running, but right now, Impact, I said it not too long ago, don't sleep on them. And, I think it's kind of still the same. I mean, there was talk and I know we're going to get into it in a minute of certain people that were, that were possible to sign there. And I don't think they're on that level, but I think that they're still running a very solid ship as opposed to Tony going from one plan to another within seconds. Yeah, definitely. Um, Bound for glory did. And I'll just tell you real quick, Alex Shelley retained against Josh Alexander, uh, which shocked the shit out of me. I thought this was Josh's time to come back and get the title. Shelly's on a several-month reign with this title. I am in shock. I thought it was a transitional thing. But, man, credit where credit is due, you know, because he's been with that company for a very long time. So I'm kind of happy that that's what's actually happening for him. Uh, Trinity, Naomi, uh, retained against Mickey James. And then they had a battle royal where your three surprise participants were Sonny Kiss, or Jada Pickett, as you like to call her, uh, (laughs) Matt Cardona, and someone that we talk about on a weekly basis from 25 years ago, Juventud Guerrera. Yeah, I saw that. Maybe Impact TNA is not swinging at every fucking fence, but they're doing all right. Another thing to make clear, uh, uh, with TNA being back, they are not bringing back the, what, six-side ring? They're not bringing that back. No, and that's fine. You don't need to. Mm-hmm. I don't want will say I liked it. Yeah, no, no, totally. I would like to see it back, but it's not going to happen. No. Um, but also, we had a match of the year candidate right there on the show that night between Will Ospreay defeating Speedball Mike Bailey. Fantastic match. Nice. Um, he's been on a roll this year, Osprey. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee whatever match we end up calling as our match of the year when we do our awards, it's likely going to have him involved on one side of it. I mean, he is almost a better Kenny Omega. If you think about it. Not almost. Is. You know? 
you know, I mean, well, and Kenny's coming back with the, he says he's trying to come back to the world title mode and be the cleaner again, but uh, we've already seen Osprey, man. We, we've been spoiled. You're not, yeah, right? you're not even on his level anymore, I don't nope. feel like. No, definitely not. Uh, but TNA will be official at Hard to Kill in January. So I guess they're going to finish out the next couple months as Impact. I'm not sure if there's a contract deal with that or merchandise or whatever the case is, but uh, not till January will it officially be TNA, but close enough, and I'm excited about that. You know what's hilarious about the whole thing is I always say TNA now instead of Impact. Now that they're going to change, I'm probably going to start saying Impact. Oh, my God, dude, I had the same exact thought. I do the same. No shit. That's hysterical. I. and you know we'll we'll take one more conversation to impact and you know it wouldn't be weekly news if we weren't talking about CM Punk. So I, I you're putting it in the notes here that Impact made an offer to Punk. Yeah, it's being reco- reported from a couple so- uh, sources that uh, they reached out, they offered him a contract, he turned it down. Uh, I don't know sp- the specifics if it was a contract. Uh, just to show up at Bound for Glory, or if it was a long-term one. Uh, but there were rumblings before that that they were looking to looking to sign him. It's not really a big surprise that he didn't bite at it. So, uh, and apparently, you know, Impact went way out of their way to make sure that they didn't even tease the possibility of it, which was a smart move on their part. Tony, take notice. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't say. You know, we talked about it. We talked about it, that being sure. a potential landing spot. Or even WWE, you know, because I was like, that's pretty subtle. We're talking about it. Right. Subtle my so, ass. So, no, you're right. They, they were very subtle. Uh, if anything, well, they didn't do any hints at all. Right. Um, I, I didn't think he would even be able to show up even as an appearance, considering the fact that he is still probably under the 90-day clause. It's not until Yeah, but I don't think TK does that. mid-November. I don't think TK does that. Well, yeah, but didn't Punk even make a mention at the that one UFC thing? He's like, well, you know, like a couple of months. Well, I think that was more of a tease toward Survivor Series. Well, and, you know, you and I kind of said it off air, just texting with each other. All of a sudden, we're getting these reports saying, oh, no, WWE wants absolutely nothing to do with Punk right now. Right. I'm hoping that this is them doing their best to uh, at least throw some kayfabe or a swerve at this because it became too much of a, everybody's just assuming it. So they had to go hard with a nope, nope, nope. Yeah. And who better to fucking dupe than uh, Dave Meltzer? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, Triple H is like, hey, Dave, I got one for you. I know I don't ever give you anything, but here's one. <laughs> My favorite thing is that, you know, we're, we're loving the new Alexis King stuff. I'm mm-hmm. a very big fan of Brian Pillman Jr. and the new plan. How long until we see uh, Brock Anderson over there? Listen, I mean, you know, we saw at least some of uh, Pillman Jr. So, you know, we got an understanding of where he was at. Definitely still has a ways to go, but, you know, could I think you could put him right on NXT right now and he'd fit right in and be able to wrestle a lot of matches. Brock, I feel like we never really got that, and I don't know how good he can go. And I, I just feel like WWF or WWE, sorry, hates Arn Anderson. So I don't know that. I understand what you're saying, what you're going at. I just don't see that one happening. Well, maybe he can go to Impact. There you go. There you go. 
you know, Will Ospreay did something in an interview. I can't remember exactly the thing, and I've been, you know, kind of out of the loop and or out of sorts over the last couple of days here. But uh, him saying, you know, he's glad that the uh, impact in slash TNA survived and weathered the storm because they're coming out and they are an organization to to be with. And I wouldn't. I, everybody's like, there's reports of Osprey going to WWE. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't think he'll go to AEW. I actually think he'll sign full time with Impact. The, there have been rumblings about that. I saw it, but it was all conjecture, so I didn't throw it in the notes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, and he even, yeah, he, he even he himself said that he, you know, he would think about signing with Impact. So yeah, I mean, I think that'd be a big get. See, and here's the thing, you know, I'm sure WWE would love to have him, but if they lose him to Impact, they're gonna be like, all right, that's not gonna affect our bottom line, and they're, they'll just move yep. on. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, this next one's yours, my man. Yeah, I just happened to see something today when I was just trying to look at the most recent news, and it looks like Adam Copeland, Dax Harwood, and Cash Wheeler have filed a trademark for Arded, 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 good to be back, Rated FTR. It's rated better, Farter. It's it's better than Come Farter. It, yeah, I know. It It's not. I like that one a lot better. I actually may make that a license plate. <laughs> it's uh, it, I hate when they do these kinds of things. It's like, okay, it's obvious that we're looking to do something together, but I'm like, you, what? Well, they already saved did them once. So. Let's hurry up and trademark some shit. Yeah, they already did. They already kind of teased it. So, well, uh, one thing that was kind of teased was Karrion Cross did a uh, kind of a cryptic tweet. Uh, he had said that he would love to have Sammy Callahan who he worked with in Impact, uh, he'd like to have him over in WWE. I think that if, man, I would love for them to just put Cross right back in NXT and put Callahan over there with him. Make something different of that brand. Yeah, no, that certainly would be good. Um, just because I feel like next to uh, Braun Breaker, you you know, and I guess Dijak, you don't, you don't really have that big man. You know, it's become... A lot more, you know, the smaller guys, which is cool. It's kind of always been that way when you think about it. You know, mine's a couple people. True. I just don't see WWE signing Sammy Callahan. Not even to, not even NXT. Seems like he has a lot of baggage. Eh. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. Everybody. They're all pussies. Well, that's true. Well, you know, and there's one other thing that's kind of funny. You know, Tony Khan's booking. You know, one week someone's a heel next that they're a face or vice versa. Do you remember when they're like, we have a brand new show, huge announcement, huge announcement, brand new show, AEW all access. You're going to get a full-time look at backstage every week after dynamite or, or rampage, whichever one it aired after. And you're going to see the real true, you know, six episodes, six episodes. That's all they did. Fine. <laughs> I know, but I'm like, that's how wishy-washy his his brain is. I know we always go hop it down the straw, but that's a side effect, man. It's you know, it's it's con constant ADD. Yeah. Oh, he's. I I just I really don't have much more to say than that, man. It's it's all reflecting in the product. Fair enough. Uh, look at on Raw. Judgment Day just continues to rule everything. 
Rhea Ripley's pulling strings behind the back of or behind uh, the scenes, you mm-hmm. know, talking with Seth this past week, you know, trying to help him in prep towards Crown Jewel versus Drew, having her shit with uh, Paul Heyman. But these guys are in the main event every week, Judgment Day. A year ago, if you told me these guys would be ruling the other half of WWE the way Bloodline is, I would have been like, eh, probably not. They're going to fizzle out. They are a solid stable. Mm-hmm. And I think the obvious look is that eventually McDonough's coming in and Priest is going to be kicked out. I think probably. that's basically what's happening. Yep, probably. Uh, but, they're, I mean, they're in constant feuds with Cody, Jey Uso, uh, Seth, Sammy Roll- or Sammy uh, Callahan. It's just, I, I went to say Seth Rollins, and I said Sammy Sam Callahan. Rollins. Yeah, it's all of it's together. Jesus Christ, man. My day, <laughs> my everything. Fuck it, we're live, pal. Uh, it's official for Crown Jewel, and it was made official on SmackDown that uh, LA Knight is going to get a chance to face Roman Reigns for the Undisputed Championship. So he's he's not winning. No. There's no way that they're going to pull that championship At win Crown over Jewel. with him. Yeah. In yeah, so at least it'll be a cool showing, get people excited. Uh, yeah, Kevin Owens officially is the man that was traded to SmackDown. Or Jey Uso was brought over to Raw, and they were like, "Well, eventually we're going to have someone." They just took him like almost a month, but Kevin Owens is now officially broken up from Sami Zayn, which. At least to me, I'm like, I like this because I didn't want them to either turn on each other like they always do or continue being the tag team because I think it was going to get stale after a while. Right. I'm absolutely happy with Owens going over to SmackDown. But Jey Uso showed up on SmackDown because he had he wanted to fight with Jimmy after Jimmy fucking him over again. And it turns out Nick Aldis... Uh, and Nick Aldis kicks out Adam Pierce and Jay Uso, saying, "You guys are you're on the wrong show. We're leading towards Survivor Series. Obviously, we're going to have the brand warfares. And if obviously Jay is the one coming over, I think it may be pretty obvious. We may be getting a Jay led team versus a Jimmy led team, or something to the effect of, or yeah. at least Bloodline and Judgment Day versus everybody we talked about before. What if? What if?" Nick Aldis and Adam Pierce are wrestling on their respective teams. Huh. Wow. Not unheard of. Because they're both not retired. Yep. I'm not I'm not against it. Uh let me ask you a question. I didn't understand something. Did did you watch any dynamite? Fuck no. <laughs> so MJF leaned into Omega when they were backstage. After, you know, they were having a conversation, you know, the, the about the Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal, whatever. He leans into uh, Omega, MJF, it leans into Omega and goes, 13 days, bitch. What's 13 days? That would be this coming Tuesday. Like six days from now. Yeah, I don't... Is, Di- um... Is Dynamite back on a Tuesday in a couple of weeks? We have entitled Tuesday again? Oh, son of a bitch. It's Halloween. Uh, okay, so trick-or-treat. I oh, guess. Yikes. Who the fuck knows? I'm sure it'll be lame. Well, it'll be a dinner, dinner debonair part two. Oh, I hope so. No, I don't, actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, 
Juice Robinson, as pretty much it was plainly going to be seen, won the Dynamite Dozen, or the Dynamite Douche Battle Royal, as he called it. And it's funny because he already has a ring. It's the uh, cubic zirconia that he got from TJ Maxx, which the crowd started chanting TJ Maxx because the crowd will chant anything right now in AEW. Yep. And look, at I got a quick take on this quarters thing. Was he meaning, like, I want to throw quarters at you? He never actually said it. Or was he really more meaning, like, I'm going to take this roll of quarters and punch you? Well, so here's the thing. Juice has done that in New Japan with the roll of quarters attacking people. But it's a callback right. to, call to MJF's promo saying he was bullied by bigots in school who would throw quarters at him because he's Jewish. But no one. But he never said, I'm going to throw quarters at you. He just had the roll of quarters. It, it was, was the marks reference. online, I feel like, that led it all the way to it being no, uh, anti-Semitic. No, no. It definitely was a callback to that. And here's the other thing you got to think about. He didn't just write MJF on the roll of quarters. He wrote Friedman. That's an obviously Jewish oh. name. And I mean. Yeah, okay, no. okay. You know what? Yeah. Good call. I forgot that part. Okay. So disregard everything I said, and I'm too lazy to edit that out. <laughs> Professor so, loves the Jews. Don't worry about it. He's a good guy. <laughs> I love everybody. The So tonight he's going to get the match against MJF. And it's funny because Max Caster was the last guy he eliminated, and Max has been trying to push for the acclaim to team with MJF as of late and oh, to yeah, go against right. the entire gun club. Apparently they go way back, and MJF on commentary is like he just he's a little pushy, okay? He's, he's a little too much, because it's funny because like after we could all scissor, it's, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we're gonna have a rated R rebuttal. Yo, let me tell you something. I don't think they understand. I don't think they know what that means. I, I don't think rated R meant. Him being calmer than any interview I've ever seen him do. <laughs> and being like, you know, in, in Christian, you know, I had to help him. I had to go out and help him be a, a, a you know, help him get into school. Um, and we've known each other forever. The, the essay, he was just so fucking calm. And no, I won't fight Christian. Get the fuck out of here. That was the worst rated R rebuttal I've ever seen in my life. Right. That was a fucking rated G rebuttal. It was less than. Is there anything less than a G? I have no idea. Don't care. TV baby? TV baby. Hey, baby! <laughs> Stop selling weed! Uh, both Wardlow and Lance Archer had quick squash matches, and Shivani asked Wardlow uh, you know, what his plans are, and he just lifts up his wrist, which says MJF, and then he shoulder checks Tony, and Tony does... A pretty good flop. A good LeBron James flop. It was nice. <laughs> Nick Wayne is having mommy issues. There's that going oh, on. God. It was just a really tough segment to follow. I hated every fucking minute of it. Uh, Kenny Omega and Kyle Fletcher did have a pretty good match. If You, right. you want to put Kenny in a Japan match, this is the guy to do it You know, on, uh, on AEW television. Pretty good match. Omega survives. Commentary sucked all night. They were all just talking over each other, trying to get jokes in. It, horrible. I got to be honest with you. I absolutely hate commentary. Oh, it's the worst. Yep. 
we need to make Swerve a champ extremely soon. I got to be honest with you. He had Fuck another yeah. awesome promo where him and Nana, Prince Nana were in like an alley. And he's like, this is one of the streets I grew up on. And he went from laughing to straight face, getting all pissed off about Paige. I'm like, this guy is legit. He's probably the best thing going in your company right now. I used to think it was MJF. I fucking, I can't stand watching anything with MJF anymore. Yeah, I don't know if I go that far, but I agree with you 100%. Swerve's got to get uh, Swerve's got to get a push. Yep. Uh, they did have a Dan Housen video package, and it's funny because you see a TV, like an old-school 50s TV, and it fuzz, and it comes in, and it's Dan Housen, and it kind of had like a Munsters kind of feel to it, if you will. Um, but he's coming back to be... He was singing uh, to some theme... It was almost like very, like maybe even a Christmas one. He's like, very, very evil, very, very evil, very, very evil, very good, or some shit, but it wasn't like, it was some common Christmas y kind of theme or something. I don't know if they're coming back with a very com- comedic slash uh, cartoony type version of Dan Housen. I don't know if you can make it any worse. I was going to say, yeah. How much more comic y do you make it? These, I don't know. It was. I was like, eh, when I saw the commercial. But the biggest thing coming out of Dynamite, Sting announces his retirement in front of 37 people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think it's the obvious one, but I assume you're probably on the same page as me. He said he's done his last matches at Revolution 2024. He said his first match with AEW was in 2021 at Revolution. If I'm not mistaken, I think that was the one with Hobbs and Starks versus him and Darby in that uh, cinematic match. Cinematic type one, which yeah. is pretty cool with the baseball bat and everything. I assume Revolution, it's him and Darby. Yeah, could be. No, Lord knows they can't book anything for shit, so it's an easy answer. Well, what's your next option, Ric Flair? <laughs> Don't say that out <laughs> loud. It might fucking happen. That's what my fear is. <sighs> oh, I got an idea. You guys got to hear this. <laughs> uh, collision turns in. That used to be a show that I thought was great for about like a month and a half, and then it turned into complete dog shit. FTR beat two nobodies. It's funny because in order to get people to watch Rampage, Tony's like, hey, everybody, pay attention. I mean, I have a big dream match, a huge dream match that is going to happen on Collision. Listen and find out or watch and find out. Brian Danielson versus Andrade, a match that we've seen several times in WWE. Yeah, I mean, two great workers that we both respect. But it's I not mean, a dream match. The word no. dream means I I I'm dreaming this because it's never happened before. Yep. Or it can. Uh, or it can and, never happen. And, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then they followed up with another battle of the belts, number eight. No title changes as normal. <sighs> so good job with that show. There it's going downhill, man. I can't. It's not even going downhill. It's it's been on cruise downhill for quite some time right now unwatchable it's funny you say fuck no but hey i'm a journalist is what i like to call myself for this show (laughs) next saturday it is crown jewel it's official roman reigns versus la Knight. the world title uh, will be on the line between seth rollins and drew mcintyre 
Rhea Ripley puts her women's title on the line in a five-way against Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Raquel Rodriguez, and Zoe Stark. So one out of those four is definitely going to get hurt because Nia Nia Jax. Jax. The U.S. title is on the line with Rey Mysterio taking on Logan Paul. Great. And it's official that Cody Rose will be taking on Damian Priest. Didn't we do that on Raw six times already? Probably. Who cares? One form, probably in a tag team capacity, but yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hey, just want to say something. Shout out to Lil John and and your uh, your Eagles taking care of the Dolphins the other day. At Thank least, God. It helped us a little bit, you know, on our side. I don't know what the fuck's going on in mine. I was about to throw up in the Buffalo Wild Wings. Go Diamondbacks. (laughs) So uh, we won't be playing that theme this week, but we can play a theme that talks about wood. Just bring it, bitch. Oh, my God. Nice. Thank you. Anyway. Hey, man, speaking of sounds of this show, pretty soon we're going to have a couple of things coming up. And uh, one is a challenge, okay? And I I don't know how much in depth should I go. Should I tell them about it, ODM, or should I just kind of keep it a little under wraps until the day of? Uh, Let's let's, uh, tease a little more as we get closer. Like I said, I've still got some uh, documentation or some... uh... Some work I have to do on my end. So let's uh, let's get a little closer. It's a break a motherfucker challenge in a way. <laughs> there we'll, you go. We'll say that. There you go. And uh, don't forget that, you know, since we're here, it's it's November almost, man. Fuck. So, uh, yeah, don't forget we got match of the year and awards coming up very soon. That, you know, at the end of the year, it's one of my favorite things to do. So be excited to do that or we'll technically the beginning of the year. So don't forget, we got a lot of big stuff coming up and some uh, good topics as well as and some movies. So what you got this week, man? Well, uh, you know, recently we saw TK has uh, really been heavy on the straw, apparently, because he's just fucking going after Shawn Michaels and Triple H and WWE and McMahon and all that. Getting a little too hmm. big for his britches. But uh, listening to Cornette, weekly Cornette reference, I feel like we haven't had one in a while. Uh, on a, I don't even remember one of his recent shows. They were talking about it, and it was great because without breaking stride, because, you know, Cornette's a fucking wrestling historian, he's like, you know what? It's just like the Poffos versus the Jarrett's. Poffos are this outlaw hmm. promotion. So what what do you do? Well, have your top guy, Randy Savage, just take shots at Jerry the King Lawler the whole time. Right? Uh, I want you, Lawler. I want you, Lawler. Jarrett's never fucking once, you know, mentioned the Poffos. King never mentioned the Poffos because they're number one. And as Cornette said, if you're number one, you don't have to talk about number two. It's the other way around. So I just thought that that was an interesting comparison right there. seems like fucking Tony Khan can't even fucking book his rivalry originally. He has to take something from the past. It's not a a wrong uh, analogy adaptation to it. I get it. It's it's funny because to me right now it's as many times as they can trying to take shots on live TV but also Jesus this dude's X game or Twitter game or whatever you want to call it is he's a mark like 
yo, I'm not being funny. It's like Trump level where you're like, someone take the fucking thing away from him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's not to be political. It's just like there's certain people that should not be tweeting on a consistent basis. He's he one is, of them. He if you is have a back. Talent, he is back <laughs> on the X. For real, well, that's probably another thing he's on. But, <laughs> but like, okay, Road Dog is known to do a lot of tweeting. Oh, he's fine. A fucking, yeah, but he's a kiss ass anyway. So, thank you. But that's fine. You work for the company. You want to do it? Fine. If Arn wants to do it, Dean wants to do it, or anybody backstage, fine. But not the owner. You never ever like the only thing you ever hear out of Triple H is it's like. We had a great show tonight, and I'm really proud of everybody having the show. You know what I mean? Like he's pretty much he yeah. is corporate down the line. How can TK not grab that? Too many straws. Well, I, I guess yeah. I mean, when you're clouding your judgment with clouds of drugs, <sighs> man, I don't know. Now. It's yeah. Well. I, I can't wait, man, because it, it's funny because we can actually use a lot of references with our movie later on that would work just well talking about Tony Khan. <laughs> yes. Well, you know what I can't wait for? I can't wait to talk about the wars because something that we don't do on this show is we don't tell you we're going to do something and then deliver half of it and then just cut off the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great day in history. Let makes me laugh every time. Hit the music. Not that music. I'm talking about the <laughs> wars music. Monday Night Wars! Shane, what are you doing? I don't listen to you anymore. an officer, more importantly, a stockholder of this company. And what you did to Stone Cold Steve Austin was wrong, Dad. You were wrong. He's just a kid. He's just a kid. I just wanted to tell you personally that it was me. It was me, Dad, that hired Stone Cold back. It was me. And so it begins the McMahon family saga. Oh, it's here. It's here for sure. Uh, I actually forgot that in 1998, this is when we have not one, but two on-screen McMahons. Mm -hmm. And man, I mean, I I was fine when you had the commentary, fine, whatever, that, whatever. It just seemed like... Yeah, my son's a bitch. I'm going to make him do shit like this instead. 
And we have this, man, and it was fantastic. Uh, do it, man. As we, I always like to say, break it down. What happened? But not even before we get there, we're at Halloween Havoc, as you heard as well. And woo, what a stellar of a night. We have, we got some ups. We got a couple two-tree downs. couple two-tree. But a couple, uh, it, just take it away. All right. Well, we're in Las Vegas. Uh, this is the third Halloween Havoc we've covered, and I'm sure I've said it the previous two times. I'm going to say it again. One of my favorite pay-per-views of all time. Um, is this one in your top? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just, Why? I, I, yeah. <laughs> I love the music. Uh, the set's cool as shit. I just always loved it, and I feel like... Uh, one of the old uh, Halloween Havocs, it was uh, Sting and Muda, uh, which was just, you know, it was a short-lived rivalry, but still one of my favorites from childhood. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. It For is me, wh- just so I could throw this in there, my personal favorite has always been Starcade, mm-hmm. but I've always loved. Now, I didn't necessarily watch a whole lot of uh, WCW back in the day, but it didn't mean I wasn't watching TBS. Right. And when you're watching shows on there, you still got a Halloween Havoc commercial, even if you're watching Saved by the Bell. You know what I'm saying? Like, in the commercials, the, oh, the <laughs> scary feel, they, they killed it. The I actually make the deal. Yeah, I just I, I definitely miss uh, the, the fact that they, they did it the right way back in the day. I will give them that when it came to Halloween and, you know, at least giving a nod to that holiday. Yeah, not bad. I like it. Absolutely. We got Shivani Heenan and Tanay on commentary. They're hyping the return match of Hogan versus Warrior. They really couldn't see that one coming. Come on. But they're doing it. And, I mean, you got to give them credit. It, it fucking drew numbers <laughs> for whatever it's worth, I guess. <laughs> There's that. Um, are you talking about this pay-per-view or are you talking about Toronto? I'm... <laughs> I'm talking about this pay-per-view. <laughs> oh, they drew numbers on this? No shit. Okay. I'm sure they did. Yes, they did. They, uh, they were sold out for a while. At least they said they were. Um, they, they Hang on. Th- I got to bring you back to something here. Uh, I always like to do my where was I in that time if I can. Can I tell you, can I tell you how fun Monday Night Wars was last week? Why you didn't get interrupted? <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God, I just thought that I'd go, you interrupted him and he's going to get mad. It was fun while it lasted. <laughs> well, maybe I should quit. No, definitely not. Definitely not. I was hoping so. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, I. it's funny because when I was in, as I said, I think this is eighth grade, I actually wanted to get this pay-per-view because card wise, when you look at this, I just want to say it before you get into this, you had DDP and Goldberg for the title face versus face. Well, kind of big. Well, right. (laughs) Face enough, but you also had the former face versus face original match from Toronto, but you had Hogan warrior Two, which look at, in advance, on paper, you're like, no shit. Nostalgia for the childhood. Mm-hmm. And then you also add in Bret Hart versus Sting for the yeah. U.S. title. I'm like, 
this entire pay-per-view is pretty banger. Like, I let's watch it. Like, that's worth it. And I actually wanted to get it, but didn't for some reason. And uh, I remember hearing about it the next day in school and being like, ah, oh, I guess I didn't, I'm kind of glad we didn't get that one. <laughs> <laughs> only, only because of some yeah. certain obvious, you know, uh, we'll get there. ramifications of some of the outcomes of the matches, especially, you know, but yeah, take it away. Yeah. So for the first time, let me just say, I am not going <laughs> to cut you off it. again. <laughs> Is ODM going to have to cut a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> for the first time on pay-per-view, we get the nitro girls. And I got to tell you, I was disappointed. It was Halloween havoc. They weren't wearing costumes. No slutty nurses, no slutty librarians, nothing. It's funny. My exact first thing was, these are Nitro girls at a pay-per-view. Yeah. That's all. It just, I don't know why. I was like, is this a first? I think it is, right? It is, yeah. They, they actually called it out. Hmm. You bitches want to get paid? Those fucking dirty bitches started dancing. So after that, the show opens with Mean Gene on the ramp with Rick Steiner. And he says, the hound is in the pound and I'm about to get down. Uh, it's probably the most coherent sentence he's ever spoken. Uh, Buff Bagwell comes out and he says, listen, we're all sick of Big Papa Pump. And you know the NWO doesn't work one-on-one. So let me be in your corner tonight and watch your back. Even the crowd sees this one coming. Rick says, well, I don't know if I can trust you, but, I, but I'm gonna. <laughs> Use your imagination on that. Fool me once, shame on me. (laughs) Fool me twice, fuck it, I guess we'll go shame on me again. Fool me three times, I think I'm an idiot. (laughs) Next you get Raven versus Jericho for the TV title. Raven says he wasn't told ahead of time about this match. and He says, I'm not wrestling. He heads to the back. Jericho gets on the mic. "Eh, Since you don't feel like wrestling, I don't really want to be here either, but all the Jericho-holics came here to watch me wrestle. He runs down Raven, goes him to coming back in for the match. Uh... Raven hits an even flow later in the match. Jericho kicks out. Canyon comes to ringside, gets knocked off the apron. Raven goes for a second even flow. Jericho reverses and reverses it into a lion tamer. Raven immediately taps. Not a bad match. It was weird. I don't like. They kind of made Raven look like a pussy. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to fight for a championship. I'm not yeah, here for that. Yeah, but I mean, that's I'm lying. here tonight not for that. I'm here because I come to pay-per-views to stand around. Yeah, Just fair weird. enough. No, no, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, it is in At line At least with play to a right. reason of like, right. like, then why the fuck are you there? Yeah. Yeah, and this just makes me even, like, and we've talked about this a million times probably already, but, you know, again, the revisionist history from WWE, you know, they do that Monday Night War segment, they do the one with Jericho, oh, yeah, everybody, oh, they would just tell me to go out there. I'm like, motherfucker, you got pushed up bunch compared to the other people on that fucking roster at that time fair yeah you know what i mean it's just weird so anyway well just because you you think it was nitro-esque just because the nitro girls were there well guess what hogan and bischoff come to the ramp uh breaks down to we're so great and i'm gonna beat warrior next slide can i can i tell you right after this exact segment i go swear to god i go please tell me they're gonna play like a halloween havoc package and have uh (laughs) fireworks now i'm like we are legit (laughs) i was like swear i was like i think i have the pre-show as well well it didn't get any better after that because it was mang mang versus wrath 
And remember all that shit with Meng looking like a badass and they were finally like making him look like a badass? Yeah, no, Wrath wins. And Halt goes his time. I don't think he's going to do much from here. I, did, I, no. I feel like, maybe, does he get back together Faces of Fear or is that it? I have no fucking clue. I don't think. Well, no, I think he does kind of grow his hair out and he starts looking like a, like he's wearing like some weird leopard pants and looking like a Kung Fu master. Maybe is that in WWE? I that was probably WWE. But anyway, moving on, you get Disco Dung Pile versus Hooven Stooge. The winner is going to face Kidman later in the night for the Cruiserweight title. Disco wins with a pile driver. Hooray. Next, you get Scott Steiner to the ramp. I'm in the town that never sleeps. Let me tell you something about Buff Bagwell. That was not my best, but I figured I had to do something. Yeah, uh, he just cuts a not promo. Bad. He cuts a promo on his brother and Buff Bagwell. Scott says, you know what? I'll tell you what. I'll put up the tag titles. I'll tag with Giant tonight, and we'll put them on line against Buff and Rick. Dylan comes out and says, all right, that's fine, but if you lose the titles, you agree to face Rick one-on-one later tonight for 15 minutes. We've been waiting months for this match. No fucking shit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny. Braun has the same voice as both Scott and Rick. How is a voice hereditary with ambiguous? Well, here's the thing. I was listening to, oddly enough, shout out to Wheezy. I was listening to the Dale Jr. podcast with Cody. And he talked about his dad not really having the lisp. You know, he just used it as part of the gimmick. But Cody actually got the fucking lisp. (laughs) God's like, you want to make fun of people with lisp? (laughs) Boom! Well, fuck your kid. (laughs) Oh, man. Poor uh, Nick Dinsmore. (laughs) That's not right. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, next, you get Fit Finley versus Alex Wright. Are we sure this isn't Nitro? Wright wins. Yep, exactly. Next is Lodi versus Saturn. Wait a minute. This really is just Nitro. Um, Saturn, the commentary makes a point to call out that Saturn's wearing a, a, a beret, you know, because he was part of the Green Berets. Uh, to me, he looked like he was dressed for a night out at the Blue Oyster Club. Dude looked like he bought his stuff from Frederick's Hollywood <laughs> in 98 at that point. Because it was... What Scott Steiner ends up wearing on his head at one point was like size of a football pads that you put on your body, but it's just chain, right? And it only right. goes to nipple length and a beret. <laughs> and you're right. It was. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, like they, they even said they go. I, they said, he, oh, God, I feel like I can't remember what it was. He was like, he looks like he shops at this. And I go, this, I swear to God, first thing out of my head was Frederick's of Hollywood. I go, what was that store back in the day? Yeah, right. Who the fuck knows? Oh, yeah, it was something else. Uh, Saturn won, in case you needed to know that. Uh, going back to our Nitro program here. I'm sorry, the pay-per-view, Halloween Havoc. <laughs> uh, it's Disco Dickbag versus Kidman for the Cruiserweight title. Kidman retains. And now we actually have some... Kidman's pretty over, by the way. Oh, I just got to throw that out there. Uh, Him coming out, the crowd pop, but with the win, they actually had a real good pop for him. And it's one of those, you know, and you hear it, like a lot of the older guys like Bischoff, uh, not Heyman, uh, um, Pritchard, how they all talk, but they're like, when you're a young, good-looking talent, 
sometimes that makes a difference. You know what I mean when you're when you're athletic, but also good looking. You know what I mean? Like the rockers, they treat you as such. They took all that dirty shit off of them and let them just be, and people are going more fucking nuts for them all of a sudden. Yeah, girls ever, included is what I'm saying. Yeah, ever since uh, he won the title, yeah, they popped big for that, and they've been behind him ever since. So, yeah, he obviously had something going on for him. So next we go to Scott Steiner and the Giant versus Rick Steiner and Buff Bagwell for the tag titles. Uh, Buff naturally turns on Rick with a dick kick, like we didn't see that one coming. And then he just runs to the back. Well, and it's <clears throat> it's funny In because I, I'm like, you know. how is nobody really seeing this? Like, yeah. it's so stupid. Why is Rick doing this? I'm like, I'm just waiting for it to happen. Right. Way to make but, Rick look like a Oh, great. Food. Now we have a handicap match for the tag titles. Great. Yeah, well, it doesn't seem to matter because the Giant ends up taking out Scott Steiner on a missed double-team attempt. Rick takes down the Giant with a top-rope bulldog and gets the win. Big pop. So, yeah. So now you've got Rick Steiner holding the tag titles with no partner. But because he won, immediately he is now about to get a match with Scott Steiner. Right. And you know what, man? You know, we've been waiting months. We've been waiting months to get this fucking match. So here we go. 15 minutes. That should be good enough. Until somebody in a Bill Clinton mask shows up and takes out Rick with a slapjack. It's buff. Again, what the fuck? They take out the ref. It's a DQ. Ah. Yeah. That's why you ran really fast to the back. Yeah, he had to get changed. (laughs) Um, They take out the ref. The bell rings. You would think it's a DQ. Buff rolls Scott on top of Rick. He buff grabs the ref's hand while he's still out and counts, but Rick kicks out at two. Scott hits a Frankensteiner. They do that shtick again. Rick comes out again. Fights back, takes them both out. Top rope bulldog to Scott. Nick Patrick rolls in and counts to three. They already rang the bell that it was a DQ, <laughs> but they went through with it anyway. They had Do Rick- you know I had to waste time to rewind and go, did I not hear a bell? Because <laughs> he came in, did the three and another bell. I go, what? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I don't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's WCW at this point, by the way. Because WCW. Next you get Scott Hall versus Kevin Nash. Hall uses the the mic microphone on Nash. Uh, Nash is getting tended to by officials. He decides he's gonna, you know, fight on anyway. And Hall just cuts a promo mid match. Nash hits three power bombs and just walks to the back and gets counted out. I didn't understand it. I mean, Nitro, but you know what I'm saying. I'm like, it was just. I don't mean the show has been Nitro. I'm like, we're gonna find out, but it's just really weird. I'm like, after all this. You're trying to find him in a bar, beat his ass. You do all this stuff. You're like, but I don't want the win. Right. (laughs) I'm like, the ass kicking is the worst thing that's happening to him right now. Not necessarily (laughs) that he's taking an L. Well, we'll get to that in Nitro, unfortunately. So next, you got Bret Hart versus Sting for the U.S. title, even though they fought the past two main events on fucking Nitro. Sting has a goatee, which looked hilarious under the face paint. Uh, Bret pulls... The, the knuckles from his trunks, but he loses them, and Sting grabs them. Ref stops him from using them, and then during that point, Brett hits a low blow. Uh, Sting gets surprised by the ref and hits him with an elbow. He was standing on the apron with his back to the ring. Ref comes up behind him. He just threw an elbow, knocks the ref out because we have to have a ref bump. Sting hits the splash, but he goes too high and hits his heed on the ring post. 
Bret Hart uses the bat on Sting while the ref is still down. He wakes the ref up, locks in the sharpshooter. Uh, ref raises Sting's hand three times, no response, so Brett retains. Paramedics take out Sting on a stretcher with a neck brace, and they show him being put in the ambulance and taken away. This is Nitro! This is Nitro. <laughs> so, one of our highly anticipated yeah, matches. Do they pre-call ambulances to the arena every week? Because I feel like that's a very common occurrence. I know. Not only to every episode, but apparently... Pay-per-views now. Yeah. A little overdone. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, Hogan versus Warrior, part due. Hogan takes the ref out, seemingly on purpose, calls out the black and white. Warrior fights him off. He tries to wake the ref. <sighs> of all the things that they didn't show us, I wish this is something they didn't show us. Hogan pulls out a lighter and flash paper out and completely fucking whiffs. Like, it was... It was, it was Plain as day, you know, completely exposed. It was like Moxley blading himself, and then he just bricked. Oh my God. It was fucking well, awful. he goes to do it, and it didn't light, and he throws it at Warrior thought, thinking that it lit, and then he brings it back, and as soon as he hits it, the thing sparks in yeah. Hogan's face and not Warrior's. Yep. And now they are left as two just... Old dumb fucks who don't know apparently how to do wrestling on the fly mm-hmm. start bumping around like 88-year-old men in a nursing home. It was horrible. They could Each move, I was like, oh, God, just stop. It was like watching the end of Goldberg and, and Taker. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Worse. Worse, I'd say. Uh, Horace comes to ring. Yeah, yeah, because this one fit. <laughs> yeah, they... Oh God! Yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, no, it was it was just fucking awful. Yeah, it was an embarrassment. Um, yeah, Horace comes to the ringside with a chair. Bischoff's at the top of the ramp. Bischoff gets the ref in a headlock uh, for a distraction. Horace hits Warrior with the chair. Hogan gets the win. Tells Horace, "You passed the test." Horace douses Warrior with lighter fluid, but Dillinger comes out to stop Hogan from lighting it. At least for once, they try to prevent a murder. Just, oh, God. Main event, DDP versus Goldberg. One of the most hyped matches since we've been watching, let's be honest. Uh, The bell rings with 12 minutes left in the pay-per-view. Goldberg spears the ring post at one point. He's selling his right arm. DDP calls for the cutter, but Goldberg hits a spear. But he can't hit the jackhammer, which gets reversed into a cutter. DDP can't make the pin right away, but uh, by the time he does, he can only get a two count. And Goldberg hits a jackhammer to retain. He picks DDP up, show mutual respect. Um, you know, it wasn't the greatest match, but at least they gave the fans something to cheer about, finally. I mean, unless you bought it on pay-per-view. <laughs> Dear God. You know, I forgot all about it until I was watching it, and I was like, oh, my God, Mark's going to pop for this one. <laughs> This so you know what I wish is that the peacock and the version that I had is the original one. I don't have the original VHS copy version of what right. happened, but right. God damn it, I wish I did. Uh, Just so you could exactly pinpoint the moment. Oh my god, I would have lost my mind. I would have been calling. <laughs> Time Warner or Rochester Cable, whatever the fuck it was back then, and be like, I want my fucking money back! <laughs> what happened in the match? 
like, it's not us. It's you. It's you. <laughs> Eric Bischoff wouldn't do that. So uh, <laughs> that was fantastic. Now, look at I, of course, didn't get the pay-per-view. And I get on the bus the next day. This is why I brought this up earlier. I'm on the way to school. And I'm just waiting because I know these two brothers, the Snooks, that are they are huge WCW fans. There's no way they didn't get this show. And they did. And they go, was, it was good, man, but I think our cable cut out. I think there was something out wrong with the cable on, or at least pay-per-view channel. I'm like, hmm? <laughs> and then, of course, you don't find out until 12 hours later when you're watching Nitro. And all oh, this is, this is funny. This is where you think, you know, this is where you think you're such a big dick swinging guy that you could <laughs> do whatever the fuck you want. This is one of those moments where you're like, oh, I can't. Oh, shit. Yeah, right. Oh, my bad. <laughs> you know what I loved about it? It was 12 minutes less of Nitro I had to watch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. I got it. But I have a very, very funny. Th- I can't wait. Go ahead. All right, so let's go right into Nitro the next day, which would be October 26, 1998. We're in Phoenix. Shivani opens the show talking about fans missing the end of Hogan Warrior and all of DDP versus Goldberg. Basically what happened is, uh, Professor, correct me if I'm mistaken here, they went long on a pay-per-view. It was about 3 hours, 16 minutes, which would explain them going about 16 minutes over. So, yeah, so he talks about, well, you know, fans, we had two options. You know, we thought of replaying both matches tomorrow night on a Tuesday, but that's not fair to the fans who purchased the pay-per-view. So tonight during our second hour, we're going to show you the entirety of Goldberg versus DDP match. And just to say, you know, the competition would make you think this is a ratings ploy, but we're not doing that. So we're going to do it at the beginning of the second hour. Tell me you find the irony in that. I mean... This is not a ratings ploy. That's something our competition would do. We are not doing this for the ratings. <laughs> but at 9 o'clock when our competition starts their show, we are going to play that fucking match for you. <laughs> I started laughing so hard. As soon as I heard Shivani say that, I go, didn't he just... Oh, my God. The irony. That guy really shot himself Fantastic. in the foot a lot while he was there, didn't he? Oh, my God. And he's going to do it again in a couple of months. This yep. was just a really good one. I just, I again, I thought it was great. I wasn't ready for him to say that. Um, I, I remember them replaying the match. I don't remember him saying that um, as a kid, but I do remember tuning in to Nitro because, again, they started 8. Raw's not starting until 9 or if they were still doing 8.57 at that time. I don't know. But it's funny. As soon as our competition starts, that's when you should watch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, we get right into it here. We get Kenny Chaos versus Stevie Ray. Buff distracts the ref, tosses the slapjack to Stevie, who gets the win. It's a beat down, but Rick Steiner makes the save. And as if Rick didn't look stupid enough on the pay-per-view the night before, he gets even dumber here. Starts talking to Kenny Chaos, talking about, you know, I think about the times that I was given a chance, and it seems like you need a chance, and I need a partner, so why don't you partner with me to defend the tag titles? (laughs) What? Yeah. First of all, yeah, you could have picked anybody in the roster, number one. Number two, 
you said the you said last night for the promo. Oh man, he he, he sounded pretty good in that. This one, Steiner barely made his way through, asking this guy to be his partner. Oh yeah, the guy's rebuttal. I, I looked up to you ever since I was a kid. It'd be an honor. Um, I legit had to rewind all the way to the beginning of the match just to hear him come out and hear his name was Kenny Chaos because I already forgot who the fuck he was. Yeah, and because I know he's in high voltage, high voltage, and yeah. that was he's like my partner's on the shelf, Rage. and uh, so I I I I'll be your partner. It was a very bad promo to see a new tag team form that are now champions. Yeah. Pretty much de facto. But, I mean, hey, I guess Kenny Chaos at least held the title while he was there, so there's something. Let's see what happens. Well, 12 minutes into the show, we get our opening video package. They're still <laughs> killing it. Uh, next, you get Canyon with Raven versus Prince Ayukea. They do the who's better than Canyon thing again. Uh, Canyon wins. I, I still fucking <laughs> play Obi-Wan Jabroni's music so I can get another win under my belt. <laughs> That's I had to put that in the sounds. <laughs> it was so fucking great. Um, next, you get Gene in the ring with the horsemen. Mongo's not there. And Flair says, we made it through Vegas with only one casualty, and Benoit starts laughing. So I'm, I'm wondering what the story behind that is. Uh, Buster, do your job. Find out for me. Nice. Bischoff comes out, and Flair says, uh, looks like we're going to jail again tonight. And Bischoff has something important that needs to be said. When I'm wrong, I'm big enough man to admit it. I didn't realize how much you meant to all these people, Mr. Flair, so I'm going to give you a chance to wrestle tonight. I'm sure there's no nothing sketchy happening there. Uh, we get our, what, monthly Barry Horowitz sighting. Uh, he takes on Alex Wright. Naturally, Alex Wright wins. And then you get Sick Boy versus Wrath. Wrath wins. And that's our one. Our two Probably starts two. with... Yeah. Hour two starts with the replay of Goldberg DDP. I don't think we need to talk about that. Gene's in the back. He's well, hang to- on. That's the funny part. Okay. Now we have just put in that, the the intro, the entrances, the video, the match, all of it. Go ahead. Yeah. So we get all that. And then Gene's in the back. He's trying to talk to Kevin Nash. Nash lets him in. Uh, Gene basically asked him, hey, you had a chance to win. You walked away. And then Hall shows up and says, you know, Nash says it wasn't about winning. I I win when I get your back as a friend. Aww. Hall says it's time to change. They shake hands, and as they're about to hug, Nash gets jumped by the black and white. Uh, He gets thrown through a wall, which is always great. And Hall, look at you now, you big monkey. (laughs) (laughs) The (laughs) That will definitely not be a title. Uh, You know what's funny is that Either it was the audio on my version or Nash was just really quiet. He was he was like, why did you walk out? And he's like, you know, I had a match. And I, uh, you know, I, he's like really, really quiet. It was real, real chill. And I'm like, I'm not sure it was my version or if that's how Nash was talking. Yeah, I think it was more of that, you know, subdued like, hey, man, I just want you back as a friend. So, yeah. Yeah, it was just, it's really quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Not as good as a performance in the longest yard, but, you know, baby steps. Black and white. Go ahead. All I do is care about you. <laughs> oh, you fooled me on that one. <laughs> I'm gonna have to rewatch that soon. Uh, black I'll just and white. that on the list at some point. Oh, absolutely. If we haven't done it already, uh, black and white come to the ring. Hooray! 
Uh, they give Horace his shirt and uh, the NWO weight belt. Uh, they jumped him in, basically. Uh, they're, they, they're showing off all the stitches on his head. They said something like 50 stitches on his head. They obviously overblew the number, but uh, from the chair shot from Hogan, which is funny because I don't think fucking Hogan could break wind with a chair shot, but that's a different story altogether. <laughs> Can't wait. I, I don't know if it's on Thunder. I hope it's not on Thunder. I really hope it's on Nitro the day we get to see that chair shot. I don't even know which one you're the, talking the, about, but if it's a Hogan one, they're all fucking terrible. I'm talking about the one that you see him do to, I think it's Conan. That's a very, Conan, the very common one where you see him like just lightly press it against his back. <laughs> I can't wait when that one. We've already seen like a dozen of them, but anyway. Next, you get Saturn versus Eddie Guerrero. Saturn's in control most of the match, but the LWO runs in. It's a DQ. Saturn's able to fight him off. Uh, and then the rest of the LWO comes down, and today's like, who's that guy? Uh, LWO gets Saturn down. No one knows who the guy is. I looked it up real quick. It looks like it's Guerrero's friend, Art Flores, who played the role of a bodyguard named Spider. I'm sure we'll find out next week. Okay. All right. Uh, that's probably going to be your response <laughs> to this one, too. Jean's on the ramp with Judy Bagwell because we haven't had enough of her <laughs> on this fucking show. And she says she's had enough of... Bu- I've had enough of Buff. Oh, how about that, says Gene. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, so TK is stealing from WCW 25 years ago. Yeah, pretty Buff much. Buff has Trent's mommy issues, mom. and so does Nick Wayne. Oh, and then there's Trent's mom in the minivan, too. Don't forget about that. Mom, he doesn't have mommy issues. They get along very well. She oh, gives him a kiss before true. he takes off for a match. <laughs> and then picks him and his friends up at the end and brings them all home. God, she's a good mom. <laughs> I bet she does ass to mouth. What the fuck? For what reason did that even need to come up? Never. I was thinking clerks, too. I don't know, man. (laughs) Moving on. Giant and Stevie Ravers, Rick Steiner, and Kenny Chaos for the tag titles. Chaos distracts the Giant, allows Rick to hit the Steiner Bulldog to retain. Honestly, I did not see that one coming. The stellar booking continues. Will it into hour three? Let's find out. Bischoff joins commentary, and he said Flair's going to wrestle tonight, and yep, he is. Uh, well, sort of. They're showing footage of Flair Hogan at Bash at the Beach 94. They show, like, the last ten minutes of the match, and that was Flair wrestling on TV tonight. They are phone. This is why I brought that up earlier. I'm like, so they did the entrances, the match. I didn't want to sound so stupid and cliche, but... I had to say all that because now we're going to show you in our 10, 15 minutes of Hogan in Flair from 94. The one that is Shaq, all that bullshit. Yeah. I was like, and Mr. T. Are, were they not ready for today's show for some reason? Did not only did they go extra last night on uh, Halloween Havoc that they were like, well, fuck, but we also are going to be a full hour less of what we need to do today. Yeah. I think it was just, just yeah, because WCW. I'd be really pissed if I was wanting to watch a show live. I mean, obviously, with the DDP, Goldberg, cool. I didn't get the pay-per-view. I get to watch a match for free. Sweet. Apparently, I didn't need to see Hogan and Warrior. Yeah. But I've seen Hogan and Flair. I don't need to see this again. Just, eh, just me. Whatever. Yep. They are knocking it out of the park. Uh, next, you get Hoovy versus Kidman. It's for the Cruiserweight title. Kidman retains. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing major. Uh, then you get Scott Steiner and Buff to the ring, and Buff does his whole, you know... The women belong in the house. Shtick. Uh, he calls out his dad and says, hey, tell mom, you know, set mom straight. 
Scott calls out Rick Steiner and J.J. Dillon wants a rematch against Rick. Dillon comes to the ring and he goes, hey, why did the ref start starting the match, not finish the match? And they just hammered that home for about 60 seconds. And then they attack Dillon. And Steiner actually put on the Steiner recliner on J.J. Dillon for about, you know, 10 seconds or so, very weakly. But, you know, I mean, at least some, at least they got something that was, like, legitimately, like, you know, a spectacle of some kind. Hmm. <clears throat> Vince is being stunned every week. Bischoff is like, yeah. I don't really feel like taking a bump. Hey, JJ. <laughs> JJ, get your old ass out there. You can do it. <laughs> so Warrior comes to the ring next, tells Hogan, you won the match, but everybody knows I beat the hell out of you last night. I, and he swore, he must have swore or something, because on the cock it was bleeped out, but it was so growly you couldn't even hear what the fuck he said. Funny enough, if so was mine, I think it, they actually had a good delay. Yeah. Uh, Hogan comes out ready to fight. Horace stops him. Horace goes in, catches a beating. Giant comes in, rinse and repeat. Hogan comes in, able to get the advantage at first, but Warrior takes him out and then Bischoff. So you get a pop from that. Next, you get Scott Steiner and Scott Hall versus Luger and Conan. It's a shit show. The ref disappears at one point. Chairs are used. The bell never rings, and it comes right back in from commercial to the main event. <laughs> forget about everything you saw in the last segment these commercials will make you forget everything what the fuck main event ddp versus bret hart for the u.s title uh hart's in the corner he does the the back kick he hits both ddp and the ref with a low blow hart pulls out the knuckles again wakes the ref up misses the punch uh, and DDP hits the cutter, gets the pin, and we've got a new U.S. champ, Big Pop. It's an interesting decision after him losing a world title shot. You know what 100%. I mean? That was my exact thought. It was so weird. Yeah, it's like, hey, you're not good enough to win the world title from this guy, but you're good enough to win the U.S. title, a mid-card title from Bret Hart. Who, I mean, listen, there's no slouch. It's for Bret fucking Hart. Hart jumps on post-match, hits the ref with the knucks after uh, DDP, gets a chair, goes after DDP's knee, locks in the sharpshooter, and Goldberg runs to the ring as they go off the air. Can't just go off the air with someone winning a fucking title and go, oh, good night, folks. Yep. We got to go, well, wait, who's running out there first? Right, exactly, after he gets beat down. Yeah. So, and listen, it's it's what to be what's to be expected from WCW in this time period. It's only hey, going to get back better. Nitros, you just had I'm to sorry. pay for one of them. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's not going to get better from here. It's going to get worse from here. Uh, so oh, let's go, yeah, so let's go to Raw. Austin's shown arriving to the arena. He's smiling. Uh, we see McMahon at the top of the ramp with the Stooges and Boss Man and uh, a few lawyers. Uh, we see drums set up at the top of the ramp, and uh, for what it's worth, uh, it was on the cock. We'll get there when we get there. Really? Yeah. And a, and a good song choice. I didn't like the one from Heat, but I did like the one from this one. One of my favorites. Okay, agreed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, Vince, hold, Vince is holding the fans as responsible as Austin for what happened. He says he's lost all faith in humanity. Where the hell are your values? You re-injured my ankle. You ruined a perfectly good Armani suit. I'll never forgive you for the <laughs> insult after the injury. Uh, he says he's going to fight Austin all the way to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court, and he's referencing <laughs> Coit. <coughs> he's referencing. Sorry, I didn't mean to mock you. It's just it no, was that's a fine. Supreme Court. It happens. It happens. References a legal document that Austin stuffed in Vince's pocket. Commentary doesn't know what it is. They keep it vague. Uh, and you better take stock in my words. And then Austin shows up on the tron. He's like, "You better take stock in Pampers diapers." Can I say that I didn't like that? Yeah, he popped up, said just that real quick, 
And then that was it. That's all Austin did. And then McMahon, his mirage basically just take off, right? Yep, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, Vince, uh, Austin uh, said a couple it, other things, but you couldn't hear him over the crowd. It was very, exactly, it was very, uh, yeah, real quiet. And you and I ended up figuring out, we know during this time, WWE was known for recording two Raws on a night and taking a week off. This was the we were off week because for what we're going to get into soon, it will definitely tell you, but the whole sound thing, it sounded uh, piped in like it was they recorded it and had it slice it in. It was really odd how Austin sounded. Yeah, it definitely seemed on the lower end. My but, opinion. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, so, uh, opening match, you get Steve Blackman versus X-Pac. Vince, they show him with the lawyers, and he mentions wanting the contract broken. Uh, Steve Regal shows up, attacks, X- attacks X-Pac, outlaws make the save. And King, I mean, I, I, I'm interested in your... I'm interested in your opinion on this because this could be typical WWE force feeding, spoon feeding us, but it also could just be a subtle mention because it was kind of referenced and not explicitly set in stone. King mentions, he's like, well, maybe it's because Xbox, the European champ, he's like, when does he ever wrestle in Europe? You know, Steven Riggles from fucking <laughs> Blackpool, England. I think it's at least... Uh... That's King being King, you know what I mean? Like defending the heel, I think, at best, and just it was a one way to do that. I don't think it was a force feed. I feel like that was probably more King than anybody. Okay. No, and listen, I agree with you. I'm I'm not mad at it. I'm just interested. You know, I was just curious on uh, on your thoughts on it because, you know, I could see it going either way. But, no, I totally agree with you, and it's still it is a good point when you think about it. But this, and this is his first, this is his debut right now. So this is yeah, as for yeah, you know, other he, than the he, vignettes, yeah. He's got the Al Borland kind of setup going with some jean shorts, with the Cena shorts, um, and what basically appear to be what are now what like lugs. The dude had like a pair of like just workers' boots, and right. I was like, this dude's got to wrestle in that because he's a real <laughs> man's man. He's a man's like, man. Like God damn it! But you know what? At least you're not turning yourself from gold dust to seven. There is that. There is that. Uh, next, you get draws with LOD 2000 versus The Rock. Rock wins quick with a people's elbow. Uh, Hawk and Animal come into the ring afterwards, and uh, draws shoves Hawk away. Animal plays Peacemaker, and draws and Animal leave together, leaving Hawk alone in the ring. Wonder where this is going to go. <laughs> Cole's at uh, Austin's locker room, and Austin says, uh, you know, and he's asking him about this whole legal document thing, and Austin says, uh, he look, kind of looks back into the locker room. He says, uh, we've been advised not to say anything at this time. We'll have a statement later tonight. We get a, Which, And Cole's like, who's we? Yeah, right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the tease. <clears throat> so uh, we get a video package from earlier tonight, Motley Crue's sound check with DX. Uh, and then we see McMahon's meeting with the lawyers has concluded. Two lawyers leave the room as Vince is shouting, and the lawyers go, he just doesn't get it. He just doesn't get it. <laughs> so next we get the... Now, al- before you get into this, because uh-huh. it's next, right? It is next, yep. So here's how you know it's a tape show. Last night, Motley Crue performed on Sunday Night Heat as well. And there, was a, and there was a debut on Heat. Exactly. 
And when you watch the, there's a version on YouTube you can find that has back-to-back performances, you know, in a row. Same signs are in the crowd. So either they recorded on a Sunday night and had Monday off, or they did both shows uh, the week before, the night that uh, McMahon pissed himself. Not really sure which one it is. I I think, excuse me, I'm only going to say I think it was the week before because the week before they had the video footage of DX being on Motley Crue's bus. And I'm guessing it was going to be easier for them to do all that in one shot as opposed to, hey, DX, we can hang out with Motley Crue tonight on their bus. And then the next week we'll do this concert thing. No, we'll hang with you all week. How's that sound? Yeah, well, (laughs) then again, who the fuck knows with those guys? It actually could have been that way. So so I had to look at it, look into it. So Sunday Night Heat, they played a song called Bitter Pill. Yeah, which and I never heard it, of. It's exactly what it it's what it felt like swallowing when you listen to that song. Right. And it's because that is one of their new songs. What they did is this is in promotion of their new greatest hits CD. Right. With two new songs. Bitter yeah. Pill is one of them and well, Good thing that most most people didn't end up watching Sunday Night Heat. But I gotta be honest with you, not sure it was much better that they ended up watching this one either. Yeah, I mean, again, it is not what it is. not Vince's best performance. Yeah, well, much like Nitro, it only goes downhill from here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so on Heat, uh, we get the debut of Test, who is uh, the sound guy or the roadie for Motley Crue. And he's doing a sound check or a sound test. And uh, the outlaws interrupt them. So tonight yep. they play Wild Side. As you said, maybe not their best performance of it, but, uh, you know, one of their better songs, I would say. Uh, Vince Neil has a shirt that says, Fucker. They put duct tape over the U, <laughs> which is great. I uh, loved it. Oh, yeah. I actually, so I didn't realize, because then they, it was at the end of this performance that, Michael Cole goes, uh, and that's the second time that that, uh, that guy has gotten involved. And we'll say it in a second. And I was like, wait, what the fuck are they talking about? That's when I realized that they did Sunday Night Heat. Right. And he had a different shirt for Sunday Night Heat. And I was like, this guy really has a shirt that says fucker. Yeah. Good for him. I remember there was an old uh, MTV Music Awards where Keanu Reeves uh, announced one of the winners, and he comes out and he had a T-shirt with like a sports coat over it, right? Like that old 90s comedian dress. And uh, yep. his his shirt was a Ford logo, and it was the Ford writing, but it said "fucked," f u c t. And nice. they and they announce all you know they announce you know then they go oh you know this person and then they show their picture and this person and this person. And when they come back to Keanu, they made him button up his jacket. <laughs> yeah, remember that one. Well, they didn't do it to Vince because they the U was blurred out enough. They or they he put duct tape, tape over it. Yeah, it was duct tape. Yeah, yeah. And then right at the end of the song, uh, "Fan is on the ramp." I put "fan" in air quotes. Uh, and Tess yep. carries him off the ramp. There you go. Carries him with like a goddamn uh, total package or what? What is that? The the what does he call the uh, uh, torture Lex rack. Luger when he torture rack? Torture rack. Yeah, pretty much. Carries yeah. him out with a torture rack, and I was like. Never in the history of any, unless you were trying to throw him back over a railing, which he wasn't, you, that's not how you take care of a fucking fan who's trying to touch your talent. I was like, that's a wrestler. But obviously, yeah, it's a test. And, but it was a cool way to get him introduced into it because he really was a bodyguard for crew, but also it was uh, a 
just like I said, a very smooth way to get him involved in here. And we're going to remember him when he comes back, obviously. Yep. Um, and DX comes out and sings with him. Oh, yeah. And you can hear Road Dog a bit. And it's funny because he's like, Wildside. Yeah. And you, X Pac is trying to sing. And I'm like, and you know that's Wildside. I'm like, there's no way anything he is saying is even hitting the microphone. Right. Because he's got that real wet, raspy voice. Um, Billy Gunn just jumps up on the drum set and starts to lower his pants, mm-hmm. uh, showing something on his ass or whatever. Uh, I was like, well, kind of appropriate with Tommy Lee. It was a good. I, like, I'm a I'm a Motley Crue fan. And what's funny, I bought that that CD not just because it was on Raw, but I actually had that that greatest hit CD. Um, I never listened to Bitter Pill. <laughs> Still, <laughs> yeah, I don't blame. After I don't blame you on that one. You ain't missing much. <laughs> Uh, all right. <clears throat> so next week, Gangrel versus Kane. Kane wins, uh, but Christian Gangrel double team Kane post match. Edge runs in and chop blocks Kane. They beat his ass down, but Kane does the setup and the brood powders. They have not been called that yet, but let's be honest, we all know what it is. So, one of the coolest things about this was the attack. Mm-hmm. I've generally, when you attack someone, many times you'll see like the, the nation thing where it's like five guys stomp on you at once. Okay. Right. But then what we usually see is one guy does a move. You have to stop for a second and admire the fact that the guy did the move. The next guy does one. They were hitting Kane every one second. One yeah. with an elbow, one with a leg drop, one mm-hmm. with another elbow in, in like a running quick elbow. I appreciated how they did that because of who he was, and they made it look like he was a real threat, and they came at him just as strong. Absolutely. But then as soon as Kane popped up after all that, they're like, ah, fuck it, bad strategy. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> fuck it, pal. <laughs> uh, but it was cool. Yeah, so Edge is apparently now in the brood, or, yeah, Edge is what they will be. Yep. Uh, so let's see. We get Michael Cole backstage. He just spoken with Shane. Shane's walking away, and Cole says the McMahon family has a statement tonight. So, but let's get Austin to the ring first. And uh, he says, hey, Vince, I don't know why you're so mad at Stone Cold. I told those cops the gun was a toy. I told you the pain wasn't going to be involved, and it wasn't. I told you you wouldn't feel a thing. You didn't. But Austin has a brand new contract in hand with the WWE. It guarantees me at least one, t- one title shot. It's all I'm going to need. And the only way I'm leaving is if I quit. And Vince comes to the ramp, and he says, you know what? I want to hear you say I quit. So tonight you're going to face Ken Shamrock in an I quit match. Get the asshole chance going. Vince references Austin manipulating Shane. He never once says Shane. Uh, but he's, he, he blames uh, Austin for manipulating Shane into giving Austin a new contract. Vince calls Shane an underachiever. Uh, then Shane just heads to the ring and says, I don't listen to you anymore. What you did to Austin was wrong. And Shane confirms that he did indeed hire Austin. Rebels against Vince. It's a soap opera. It is, it is, Wait, you know, hang on, hang on, hang on. Give me a sec. <clears throat> oh boy <laughs> it was me dad it was me who hired Stone Cold back you didn't come to my place you didn't take my grades for good enough <laughs> holy shit yeah. you said it was a soap opera and you're not lying first it's very epic and common to remember the sound of it was me dad who hired Stone Cold back I remember that sound playing for a long time because you know with how things you know eventually go but the, it was like five minutes. 
Yeah, of him long, still talking, and I go, "Is Austin even in the ring anymore?" <laughs> he was, yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, I didn't know until he handed the, the mic back to Stone Cold. He goes, "If you think shame or I, whatever he, he asked the crowd, you probably have it as a note." Yeah, it was. Uh, it wasn't wasn't the greatest. And one thing I will say is uh, Shane always had a really good voice. You know, he's got emphasis behind his voice. Uh, he has good cadence. Uh, I, I I can appreciate that. You know what I mean? Solid on the mic, man. Really doesn't yeah. mess up. And if he does in any way, I, for me, as much as I remember, quick slip, and yeah. he could fix it. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we see Shane uh, leaving the arena. Austin stops him and says, hey, kid, here you go. Tosses him a beer. So there you go. Next, you get Tiger Ali Singh versus the Godfather. Holy shit, he's actually wrestling. Uh, sort of. It turns into a brawl. The rest can't separate him, and it's a DQ. Or hmm. a no contest. No contest. Part one. Yeah. Uh, Oddities and ICP versus Kai and Tai. ICP gets DQ'd for not stopping the beatdown. Um, so you get that result two matches in a row, and then the Oddities are pissed at ICP. That's what I was going to say. Long. Part two. Are yeah. we taking from the WCW Nitro playbook? Apparently. No contests and DQs back <laughs> back to back. I go, oh, boy. And I'm like, this definitely must have been taped because they were like, oh, <laughs> it, we only need about 45 minutes of shit to really do. Don't worry about it. You have a lot of shit with McMahon backstage. We got time for that. Don't worry. Right. We don't need an audience for that. Uh, next, you get Mark Marrow versus Goldust. Goldust win. Goldust kisses Jacqueline. Uh, and then Sable's music hits. She comes to the top of the ramp. And JR and JR, JR goes, Sable looks hot tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Down right. boy. My mama's watching. Uh, and Sable says, if you've got the time, I've got the play. Survivor Series, just you and I. Hooray. Next, you get Mankind and El Snow versus the Outlaws. Uh, we get an interview pre-match with Snow and Mankind. They're arguing about Heed versus Sako. Head, Sako, head, Sako. Uh, and that plays into the finish because the two of them argue on which finisher to hit, but Road Dog gets the roll up and the win. Uh, Mark Henry and D'Lo run in and beat him down and just leave him leave him there laying. So, I'll be honest with you, they uh, I, I I dig Rock and Sock connection, right? But I think Mankind and Al Snow would that have been a great potential. comedic team for a long time. Man. Absolutely, and I think that they didn't really do much with it. No, hundred percent agreed. I had some legs just from that one promo alone. You know, it was humorous, even though he wasn't involved. Uh, so you get your main event. It's Shamrock versus Austin in an I quit match. The Stooges are at ringside. Uh, Briscoe grabs Austin's leg. Patterson takes the ref out blatantly. Mankind comes in, though, and locks the claw in on Shamrock. Austin grabs the chair. He'd shot to Shamrock. Shamrock braced for that one because he knew it was coming. It was pretty brutal. Yeah. Uh, Austin just locks in like a regular rear naked chokehold. Uh, and lifts Shamrock's hand to tap. Uh, Patterson eats a stunner, then Briscoe, then Slaughter. And there you go. Everybody goes home happy. End of Raw. <laughs> See, they finished the show. They turned to Nitro. They're like, <laughs> I got you good, you fucker. <laughs> right? Well, hey, I had to pull that because that's a nice little quote. Let's go to it. Candy bars. 
that's great. Uh, I never got to see this one in theaters, but this is the. Uh, don't they have a certain name? This this group, like the Lizard Club or some shit like that. <laughs> uh, Broken Lizard is the comedy troupe. Broken Lizard, yes, uh, and it's Super Troopers. I would assume this is their first breakthrough one, right? This is the one that yes, obviously made them famous. But is that their first movie as well? Uh, you know, I don't know if it's their first movie. It's the first one that got any uh, attention. Right. Obviously, they followed up a beer fast, and you also had one well, was like Club Dr- something. I can't remember. Yeah, anyway. Club Dread or something like that. Club Dread. I was actually going to say that, but I didn't know if it was right or not. Uh, but this one, I mean, one of the most quotable movies that a lot of us use still to this day. You know, I mean, right? Meow, meow. I want to talk about the next part of the movie. You know, it's, you want to talk about it, meow? Meow. <laughs> Am I? Are you meowing? Am I jumping nimbly from tree to tree? I used to. I used when I, I used to work in a doctor's office in medical records, and I used to do. We had a doctor there that was not too bright. I'm not even going to get into it, but I used to do that to him every once in a while. He come in like, "Oh, you need a chart meow." <laughs> just, and I don't know if he was too stupid or just no sold it or what, but it was worth a laugh at the time. It's uh. It everything like the whole movie. I haven't. I have not watched it before this show. It just we had a lot going on, but everything you know, front to back. The, I mean, the rookie getting hazed. The entire beginning where you think it's just some other speeder going by, and it's uh, the other cop fucking with him. Right. The whole beginning, <laughs> actually. The beginning is what sells you. Actually, oh. I'll, I, I've talked about my buddy Spade a, a, a million times on this show. And uh, he was like, yo, you got to see this. I'm like, I told you, I don't have two hours to watch a fucking movie right now. I got to bounce. He's like, no, 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 watch the opening. He actually did the same exact thing with Full Metal Jackie. He's like, just watch this first part. You'll probably watch the second part. There you go. Yeah. You know, but once you get going with uh, the drill sergeant, you're like, I'm in. Yeah. So the opening with this, the weed, him eating it, uh, (laughs) you're going 52. Isn't speed limit fifty five? <laughs> yeah, it is. Littering and littering and littering and. I'm freaking out, man. You are I mean, freaking it, out. I mean, I will say, in the history of eating drugs, I don't think it would ever take effect that quick. Yeah. But it's still hysterical to watch, and the fact that they come back around them all the way through. Oh my god, the that's whole, the best. They just drive yeah. by him real slow. What the pull fuck over. is going on? You can't on? pull over anymore, man. <laughs> and then oh. they come back at the end of the movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're the guys that, you know, move the keg over here, over here. <laughs> uh, it's fu- it's funny because you expect them to win in the challenge with the other uh, right. department or whatever it is. You know what I mean? And obviously they don't, you know, spoiler alert, but it's like 20-something years old. Uh, the, the, hey, uh. Uh, bear fucker. Hey, bear fucker. <laughs> bear fucker. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying you're going to piss on my country music award? <laughs> you're going to light my ass on that's, fire? That's what it was. He's going to light, you're going to light my country music award on fire? Dude, Mac gets shot in the crotch. Oh with the uh, thing, it's funny that back in my day we used to use blanks. The <laughs> one guy when he, when he oh, he puts right. on the, uh, the the metal or the uh, like the metal cup. <laughs> Sends him back fair, five huh? feet. 
How you feeling? Good enough to fuck your mother. <laughs> Next person that says shenanigans is going to get pistol whipped. Hey, Farva, what's that <laughs> restaurant you like with a lot of crazy crap on the wall? Shenanigans? Oh. <laughs> I actually just recently, uh, it came up on YouTube not too long ago as an option to watch the uh, the fast food scene. Uh, Double Baco, it's for a cop. <laughs> no, no, it's just so he can make it good. That looked like it spit. Looks spit to you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ah, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. I don't want a large Farva. I want a goddamn liter of cola. <laughs> Jesus. But what is it? Oh, my God, the one line. I feel like you've brought it up on the show. What do you mean some father figure? I'm the kid's dad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a great uh, It's a good movie. Yeah. I, it, it's, it again, it, it's one of the more quotable ones. Uh <laughs> There's look no at TP it. in my house. <laughs> you got to look at it. No, like it a... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, that there's no TP in there. In my house, the wife would do it. Do you need me to wipe your ass for you, too? <laughs> and what about the piece on your shoe? What about the piece on my shoe? <laughs> He's great. He, he does the McDonald's commercials. That was the voiceover? That cop? Uh, the old dude. I no shit. The... Yeah, yeah. Um, Speaking of, I got to tell you what commercial fucking annoys the balls out of me is whoever in Burger King said, yeah, let's have this guy sound kind of like the guy singing or Bismarcky or whatever doing Just a Friend for the... Have it true. I hate rule. it. I want to punch someone. I, see, in the I, like, like, I, I hate, hate it. it. I hate it too, but I'll do it. Like if I hear somebody saying it, I'm going to fucking chime in on that one. Oh, no, no, I'll do the you rule, but I hate the singing part leading up to it. Yeah. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. The first verse, yeah. Not the hook. <laughs> I, uh, only two speeding tickets? <laughs> I can't make a speed. Try. <laughs> it's a, dude, I, I like the movie. I haven't watched it in a minute, but it's just, like I said, one of the more, uh, quotable movies. Me and my buddies, I mean, that's, I mean, especially when it first came out. I we were out at the bar all the time and just you know saying random shit like you know like the say car ramrod say car ramrod or car don't call ramrod. me radio unit <laughs> yep <laughs> don't call me radio unit ninety one well don't call me unit ninety one radio yeah you, you have like, to you have to look at this more as of a like a Caddyshack Caddyshack wasn't really a movie it was a bunch of vignettes with a, a common thread throughout them all that formed somewhat of a story right. That's pretty I was much. Gonna a say with a small plot, but yeah. mainly just a bunch yeah. of Caddyshack was moments. Yeah, Caddyshack was a bunch of SNL skits back to back to back to back to back. Right, that's why it's so goddamn funny. This is pretty much what this is. It's pretty <laughs> much just a bunch of skits. I was born to make you honey. <laughs> I was born to lick your face, <laughs> but you were born to rub me first. <laughs> he just stops. All right, let's uh, go outside. Um. You know what? Speaking of, let me ask you, you know, since we're talking movie of the week anyway, and we chatted Super Troopers, but uh, did you ever watch or remember uh, Chevy Chase and, mm, God, who's the girl that was in Splash? Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah. Memoirs of an Invisible Man. 
I vaguely remember scenes, but not really much else than that. I remember the one part where he's running away and he's taking off the bandages and the clothes and everything. And yeah, that's really about yep, it. Yep, that's yep. the one. I I just recently had it on the background watching it during work, or whatever. And it's uh, it's it's you know not a uh, five star classic. It's but no. uh, it does have uh, Chuck McGill. From Better Call Saul, he's in there. He's uh, a buddy that owns the beach house that he goes to. Oh no, shit, Michael McKeon. That's the guy. That that that's that that's the one, man. Uh, also, well, also- hey, man, you know it, the one other thing I gotta throw out there. Obviously, you know, we heard Suzanne Summers died. I did send you that nice meme of. <laughs> The brunette sitting by herself. In the I didn't know she died. That's why I had saw it earlier, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's pretty fucking funny." And then you sent it to me. I'm like, "Did that bitch die?" <laughs> I guess all those kids in Africa uh, are gonna be starving now. But it's funny because two things: with Suzanne Summers. Okay, I, I obviously a lot of people remember Three's Company. I obviously remember two things: Step by Step and The Fi Master. Step by Step. But, step, yeah, definitely. But the other one was: Did you ever watch the movie Serial Mom? No, I don't think so. With like Kathleen, not Bates, Kathleen Turner, something I can't remember. Yes, and because she's a serial killer, and Suzanne Somers is eventually going to play her in a movie role, and then just the end, Kathleen Turner goes, "Suzanne Somers, this is my bad side." So as soon as I heard that Suzanne Somers died, all I could keep saying was that. Over and over, it was just random. You know, I like Kathleen Turner in uh, *Romancing the Stone*, and ah, uh, uh, yeah, 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 and uh, yeah, I forget the other one. Yeah, Kurt Russell, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but also, I uh, <laughs> what I was going to lead into with Three's Company* is they he and uh, John Ritter. Did you ever watch the movie *Stay Tuned*, where he gets the satellite dish? Yes, yes. <laughs> I haven't seen it forever, it's, but yeah. Yeah. It's so stupid, but so it is. funny. It is. I like it for some reason. Uh, and if I'm, uh, what, what's his name uh, is in there? Ed Rooney. The guy from uh, <clears throat> Rooney. Miller. He's the guy that sell. Yep. Didn't he become like a major molester or something? Yeah, he was a toucher, yeah. He was a toucher. <laughs> he was a toucher. Jesus Christ. Well, man, we, we really jumped from. <laughs> I was going to say, movie. we went on a fucking rabbit hole on this one. Well, no, why I brought up Stay Tuned yeah, is no, yeah. there's a part where he actually goes to goes into Three's company. company. Yeah, I remember that part. Yeah, he starts screaming, too, like he knows what he's in for. I thought it was hysterical. Good, good old throwback. Very good meta. Very meta. Yeah. That's a guy I went too young. That sucked. I like John Ritter. I liked him in... Uh, Absolutely. What is that? Uh, uh, Problem Child, of course. He was good yeah. in that. You know, he was getting a lot of stuff. And stay tuned. Actually, I, I think you can watch it on YouTube. Had a had a, had a, a, had a bit role as a cop in Jumping Jack Flash. Jumping Jack Flash. Nice call. Good one. Nice. Nice. Good job. Good for you, buddy. <laughs> well, hey, next week we'll be back. We got more wrestling. We got a top topic. I'm sure there's probably a pay per view this weekend. There always is, and we'll be covering it because we're the top of wrestling. I'm the professor. I bid you a farewell. ODM, as always, has five words for you to listen to in your eardrums. Ratings ploy, you big monkey. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the professor, Mark Fantasia, and ODM, the doc, Joe Rizzo. 
feel free to reach out to the show by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling, which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, oh, upset stomach, diarrhea. I fucking hate that commercial so much. <laughs> I'm almost considering finding a hitman to take out the guy that wrote that. <laughs> Is it you hate it because it gets stuck in your head? Everything. It's like the toilet <laughs> paper commercials where they're singing a fucking R&B song about wiping your ass. <laughs> I miss the old... This is your brain on drugs commercial. Right. I also like the one the where freaking out. Oh my god. My my absolute favorite one is the uh I uh, yo, you when you smoke pot, you just sit around all day and the guy's like all like goo, no bones, just laying on the couch. Oh yeah, yeah. Make that seem like and it's then, a problem. Uh, right. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, as I'm sitting on my couch. No, I'm not. Uh, but the other thing is is that I don't ever remember the original. When I sent you that thing the other day for, uh, what's his name, whatever, for Chappelle's show. Oh, he got a job. Isn't that great? <laughs> Isn't that awesome? I didn't realize there was the original commercial, and yeah. I ended up seeing the original commercial. <laughs> I never watched it younger. I just thought they were mocking on this. Right. But holy shit, yeah. when they went like <laughs> nearly scene thing. for scene. Yeah. But the funniest part, the, <laughs> let's rob this motherfucker. <laughs> Baby's crying. Baby's crying. <laughs> You fucking OJ. Oh my God. What happened to Mrs. Bubba? Oh, he died. She died. <laughs> Too oh, much no. whack Arnold's. <laughs> Such a good commercial. I, I just, yeah, love it. Uh, what a good show. All right, man. Uh,